Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Jesus possessed power. Power to speak like no other. Power over demons. Jesus commanded winds and waves, and they obeyed. His power was both active and passive. What do we mean by active and passive? Today on Drawing Near, we see the power of Jesus accessed by a desperate woman and his power extended to give a dead girl life again. Please open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 8 as we study his hem and his hand. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the love that you express in your word, a love for righteousness, a love for life, and a love for people who are in their sin and who desperately need a Savior. Father, you demonstrated your love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for our sins. And through faith in Jesus Christ, our sins can be forgiven, and we can be reconciled to you. Father, thank you for this promise. Thank you for this gift of grace. We ask, Father, that you give us faith, faith to trust in Jesus for salvation, and faith to walk through the power of the Holy Spirit in sanctification. Open your word to us today and help us to grow. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin our study today by reading Luke chapter 8, beginning in verse 40. And as Jesus returned, the people welcomed him, for they had all been waiting for him. And there was a man named Jairus, and he was an official of the synagogue. And he fell at Jesus' feet and began to implore him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about twelve years old, and she was dying. But as he went, the crowds were pressing against him. As we can see, Jesus is returning from the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee. He'd gotten into a ship and gone back to the western side. The people on the eastern side had asked Jesus to leave because he had cast demons out of a man into a herd of swine, and they had run into the sea and drowned, and they were afraid. But as Jesus returns to the western side of the Sea of Galilee, the people welcomed him. Where the people on the eastern side were afraid and asked him to leave, these people welcomed Jesus, and they had all been waiting for Jesus to return. They were anticipating, maybe even waiting around on the shore, hoping to catch a glimpse of the ship that would be bringing Jesus back to them. And among these people, in verse 41, there came a man named Jairus, and he was an official of the synagogue. He was a ruler. He was a leader among the people. And typically, these individuals in the Gospels have a great deal of pride, and many of them are actually out to discredit or sabotage the ministry of Jesus Christ. But this man, this official of the synagogue, he fell at Jesus' feet. He doesn't just come up with some dignity and talk to Jesus. He's not talking down to Jesus or even eye to eye with Jesus. He falls at Jesus' feet. He is begging. He is pleading. He is humbled and low before the Lord. 
and he's imploring Jesus to come to his house. What in the world could make a man of this stature, of this position among the people and in the synagogue, act like this before Jesus? Well, verse 42 says, For he had an only daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. Jesus goes with him. We hear that at the end of verse 42. But as he went, as he went with Jairus to his house, the crowds were pressing against him. As Jesus is trying to go from the shore and go with this man to his house, the crowds are all around him. They're not just around him. They're just not following him at a distance. They have surrounded him. They are pressing in on him. They are bumping and rubbing shoulders with him, bustling against him. And in the middle of this story concerning Jesus and Jairus, in the middle of all of this crowd, we're told in verse 43, and a woman who had a hemorrhage or an issue of blood for 12 years and could not be healed by anyone, came up behind him and touched the fringe or the hem of his cloak, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. Notice what happens after that. Verse 45 says, And Jesus said, Who is the one who touched me? Now notice, she did not touch his hand. She did not touch his neck, his feet, his face. She touched the fringe or the hem of his cloak, his outer garment. But Jesus says, Who is the one who touched me? And while they were all denying it, everybody around said, We didn't touch you. Peter says, Master, The people are crowding and pressing in on you. In other words, there are so many people around, there are a lot of people touching you. But verse 46, But Jesus said, Someone did touch me, for I was aware that power had gone out of me. When this woman touched the fringe of his garment, power left Jesus, went into the woman, and healed her of her hemorrhage that she had had for 12 years. No one else could help her. No one else could heal her. She had suffered with this infirmity for 12 years. She touches the hem of Jesus' garment. Jesus isn't actively healing her. He's not turning and saying anything to her. He's not laying his hand on her. He's not even aware of who touched him, at least according to this story. But someone did touch him, and they touched the hem of his clothes, and he knew power went out. He didn't feel her touch. He felt power leave him, go out of him, and into the woman. Verse 47, when the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she came trembling and fell down before him, and declared in the presence of all the people the reason why she had touched him, and how she had been immediately healed. We have two individuals who fall down before Jesus one pleading with Jesus to come home with him and heal his daughter. The other one tries not to even be noticed. She's so humble. She's so aware of who Jesus is and who she is in light of Jesus, she doesn't even want to ask him to heal her. Maybe she's embarrassed of her condition. But when Jesus says, someone touched me because power has gone out of me, she realized she had to come forward. She had been healed, and she came trembling and fell down before Jesus, and declared in the presence of all of the people. She no longer was hiding or just trying to stay in the background. In the presence of all the people, she explains why she touched him, and how she had been immediately healed. 
The power that left Jesus at her touch healed her. Jesus knew the power left, and she knew she'd been healed. Praise the Lord. Verse 48, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And I bet she did. She went in peace. She had touched the hem of Jesus's garment, and she was healed by faith in Jesus Christ. But while she was departing in peace, while Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of the synagogue official, Jairus's house, saying, your daughter has died. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. They came to bring the news to this man in the midst of this crowd in the presence of the Lord that what he feared the most had happened. Your daughter has died. Don't bother Jesus anymore. He can't help. He's of no further use in your home. But when Jesus heard this, he answered him, Do not be afraid. Only believe. She will be made well. What a statement. Only have faith. Don't be afraid. How often do we see in Scripture this contrast between fear and faith? Don't be afraid. Only believe. And she will be made well. When Jesus came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter with him except Peter, John, and James, and the girl's father and mother. Everybody else had to stay outside. This was a private audience, a private moment. Now, they were all weeping and lamenting for her. All the people who were already in the house, who were mourning and weeping, lamenting this girl's death. But he said, stop weeping, for she has not died, but is asleep. Verse 53, and they began laughing at him knowing that she had died. Now, what we need to understand here is this girl wasn't in a coma. This girl had died. But in Christ, death is simply sleeping. Death is not something that has a permanent hold over us in Christ. Jesus has the power over life and death. And so Jesus says she's just sleeping. She's going to get up. And they laughed at him. Can you imagine them laughing at Jesus? But they laughed at him, knowing that she had died. And the fact that she had died meant she was not asleep and she was not going to rise again. He, Jesus, however, took her by the hand. Now it's not the cloak of his garment, it's his hand. He's not passively healing someone because they touched him, but he's actively taking her hand in his hand. And he called to this 12-year-old girl saying, Child, arise. And notice what Luke says in verse 55 and her spirit returned. Her spirit had departed. Now her spirit returned to her, and she got up immediately, and he gave orders for something to be given to her to eat. She's not a ghost. This isn't a phantom. She needs to eat. Her spirit returns. She gets up immediately, and Jesus says, now give her something to eat. Her parents were amazed. Is that not an understatement? How amazed would you be in this moment? How amazed would anyone be? Her parents were amazed. Praise the Lord for this kind of demonstration of the power of Jesus. But notice the last part of verse 56. But he instructed them to tell no one what had happened. There's a lot of debate over why Jesus says something like this. Why Jesus gives instructions to tell no one what had happened. Some believe he was trying to put off going to the cross because his time was not yet. Others believe, and I'm one of them, 
that rather than trying to avoid persecution, he's trying to discourage the people of Israel, seeing his power, seeing who he is. He's trying to keep them from putting him on a throne, from forcing him to the forefront in a revolution against Rome and putting him on the throne, because that's what they thought the Messiah was coming to do. Either way, he tells them to tell no one what had happened. I bet the secret got out from the people who had laughed and then saw the girl rise, from the people who had heard that she had died and saw her eating and coming out of the house. This was noised abroad. This was spread about. But Jesus desired that it be kept quiet. I pray with all of our hearts that we would understand that there is power in Jesus Christ. There is power in the person. There is power in the name. And that power has not diminished one iota because he is at the right hand of the Father. He is at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us, praying for us. And there's still power in Jesus Christ. We also need to understand that Jesus says, more blessed are those who have not seen these things physically and yet believe. We are blessed through our faith in Jesus Christ, even though we have not physically seen these things. What a blessing it is to serve a God who extends the power of Jesus Christ to our lives today to save us from our sin, to save us from death because of sin, and give us life. We need to praise him and worship him faithfully, daily, all the time. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for these demonstrations of power through faith in these individuals. And Father, may that kind of faith abide in us, faith to come to Jesus and lay all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. He tells us to come to him, all who are weary and heavy laden, and he will give us rest. Help us to do just that. Help us to cast all our cares upon him. And Father, thank you for the great care you have for us, demonstrated through the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.